This is actually one of my favorite anime of all time. I'm not even memeing. Out of all the hundreds of anime I've watched, this is one of about 10 that made me actually go and read the manga while waiting for the next weekly release. And yet so many people have called this show trash, mid, or even it's just okay but pretty mindless. So the question is, is there something more to this show that makes me love it so much? Or is my taste actually just trash? Okay, I think Domestic Girlfriend is a goat story, so we know that I'm basically anti-Gordon Ramsay of the anime world. But still, but still, I think that the eminence in Shadow is awesome. So let's dive through the show and explore why. And by the end of the question, see if we can answer the age-old question, what is the meaning of life? This is episode something of my once a year series called Why I Love, where I break down an anime or manga that I love. Drop a sub if you want to see my next video in your recommended feed when I next emerge from my YouTube slumber, or shoot on over to my Twitch where I may be streaming. This video will just be covering the anime covered portion of the story with spoilers up until episode 14, and I'll likely be doing a manga specific version in the future once the manga moves forward in the story just a bit more. So worry not anime onlys, all three of you. There will be no manga spoilers here. So The Eminence in Shadow opens with its first three episodes, all essentially being pilot episodes to entirely different shows from entirely different genres. We have episode one, where it spends most of the episode following around a high school girl, and ending with a seemingly romance vigilante hero plotline. Then we have episode two following a day in the life of a regular old, if not overpowered, tuny child. Then episode three really begins to set the stage by time skipping us and introducing the rest of the regular cast and regularly beginning to show the depths of the delusions in the mind of Sid and the impressive feats that he will go to in order to maintain his perfect performance going forward. So there we have three episodes, all distinct and all super engaging. And to be honest, after episode one, I was super hyped to watch a tuny teenager attempt the vigilante lifestyle. And Anime Studios, if you're listening, please make that into a full show because I will watch the hell out of it. But no Chuny High Schooler, instead we get a fully, completely delusional, massively overpowered madman who has no idea that he's challenging the Isekai Illuminati for real and somehow thinks that half of his new world is either also massively Chuny Bio or a bandit ready to be cut down and have their funds reappropriated. I think that the eminence in Shadow succeeds at being so great because it beautifully straddles the line between two completely different stories. It executes them both perfectly, and it delivers on satiating several different desires simultaneously that I, as an anime viewer, have. While the greatest strength of this show is, in my opinion, the way it delivers multiple goods to the viewer in one package, and I'll get to that later, I want to start off with how the show crafts a dual narrative and the way that it executes it. The show as I see it gives us two different stories. First we have the story of the world, where grand forces conspire to maintain and control power and hold power, where citizens live their lives mostly in ignorance, where people have their dreams, desires and hopes, and where the girls of Shadow Garden wage a war against the shadowy cabal of the Bogdanov- sorry, I mean the cult of Diabolos, an organization using religion to gain and hold power while they work towards their self-interested, nefarious ends. This is in itself a fairly fun storyline, filled with action, intrigue, an expanding world, character growth, and is filled with a large cast of characters, all of whom have their own personalities and dreams. And here I'm specifically talking about the likes of Iris, the Seven Shades, and even characters like Sherry, who, despite minimal screen time, all of them have clear personalities, like Iris's refusal to acknowledge the absurd limits of strength in the world that have been revealed to her, and Sherry's desire for revenge against a dark figure who she believes has taken everything from her. The second story that we get, though, is that of our protagonist. And here we get a hilarious story of Sasuga Ainsama, 
ramped up to level 100, and a power fantasy protagonist driving forward not just his own world, but the storylines and character development, not just of the several dozen people closest to him, but he's unknowingly moving about the entire fate of his new world, and all of this is to provide service to his ideal fantasy world that he wants to live out ever since he was a child in a prior world. And the most hilariously of all is that whatever brain cells of his are still remaining after his rather avant-garde training techniques, these few remaining bastards are used to perform the most incredible mental gymnastics possible to keep himself deluded that everyone else is also a delusional tunie. The beautiful thing about these two worlds is that they can deliver essentially two conflicting storylines simultaneously. One where everyone is fighting for their lives and taking everything fully seriously, and then the other with a main character where half of his remaining 15 IQ points are working towards figuring out how local bandits somehow could muster the manpower to take over an entire school of Dark Knights in training, while the other half of his brain is busy roasting them for a lack of aesthetic as they're butchering school children. This fucking show, man. <laughs> It feels like if you're enjoying one of the two storylines, it should detract from the other, but it just doesn't. It doesn't at all. I can be loving the revelations about the cult, the growth of Shadow Garden, and the character development of characters like Iris and Alexia one moment, and then the very next be laughing my guts out as Sid simply nukes everybody else's problems into dust, all while he has no clue what's going on, but he's also sure as hell going to make it look cool. All the while he's keenly looking out for any gold pieces that he could sneak into his coat to purchase essentially cosplay pieces for his shadow manor. So this is also the delivery of the different aspects of pleasure that I love. We get the comedy, we get the world building and intrigue, we get the power fantasy, we get the anime waifus, we get to actually watch really fun fight scenes. We get Sasuga Ains at least twice an episode, and it just all blends together in this perfect unexpected mix. It's like mixing McDonald's chicken nuggets with their ice cream sundaes. Until you try it, it seems a bit weird, but god is it delicious. So that's all for the video. Come watch me on Twitch, the link's in the description. I'm sure I'll make another anime or manga video at some point, so drop a sub if you want a chance of the YouTube algorithm dropping it into your recommended feed. If you have a suggested series for me to read or watch, drop it as a comment and I'll check it out. Thanks for watching guys. Bye.